first Met batter in this broadcast is missing. Uh, Sandy Alomar strikes out, and the game picks up with Al Luplo, the Mets' second uh, batter at home plate. Also might make notice of the fact that this game was Tom Seaver's third Major League start. I hope you enjoy it. Luplo, our left-hand batter. Batting at 250 with six hits and 24 times up. And the first pitch by Gary Nolan. A curve that stays up high and away, ball one. Final score, the Philadelphia Phillies got three runs in the top of the ninth inning to defeat Atlanta by a score of six to four. Rand Jackson, the relief pitcher, the winning pitcher, he relieved Jim Bunning in the seventh. The losing pitcher was Clay Kill, also in the game, and relief, he came in in the ninth. Next pitch is outside ball two, this time a fastball missing. In that ball game, Bunning had a home run with no one out in the fifth inning, and Lou had one in the sixth, Corey had one in the sixth, and Cardi had one in the sixth. Atlanta scoring four runs in the sixth inning, all four runs coming on three home runs. Pitch back is outside, and it's ball three. Three balls and no strikes, and now Luplo with Tommy Davis on deck. Giants out in the top of the first against the Dodgers. The Dodgers coming up. Bob Bullen against Don Drysdale. Let's play the Giants Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. Now a check on the 3-0 pitch. A foul off the bat, and it's 3-1. Now Luplo given the green light with two men out here in the top of the first. Tuesday night, Jack Fisher will be pitching for the Mets against Gaylord Perry. On Wednesday, it's scheduled to be Bob Shaw against Mike McCormick. Now a base hit the left field. Luplo with a line drive to left. The left fielder, Pedro, slips momentarily as he feels the ball, but gets it in in time, and Luplo has to stand first. So the Mets, who had only two hits in the first ball game as they wanted 2 nothing, pick up their first hit here in the second. And that brings up Tommy Davis. game on Thursday night against the Giants will see Juan Marichal against Bill Dennehy. First pitch to Tommy Davis, a fastball called a strike. Letter high fastball, strike one. Tommy batting 320. He had a base hit in the first ball game. Four times up. He was the last man to get on in that first ball game. Now a swing and a miss, strike two. Between Billy McCool and Ted Ab Abernathy in that first game, they retired 19 Mets in a row. And with two here in the first inning, it was 21 before Al Luplo got the base hit. Don Cardwell, the winning pitcher in that first game, winning 2 nothing. Pitch just outside. One ball, two strikes, a fastball missing. Gary Nolan pitches with sort of a short arm motion, and he must be a little bit faster than he looks. first base, Lee May there, and the next pitch, outside again with a fastball, two and two, it's Lee May at first base, Tommy Helms at second, Leo Cardenas at short, Darren Johnson at third, Pete Rose in left field, Beta Pinson in center field, Tommy Harper in right, the catcher, Johnny Edwards, two and two, Lupo at first, and the pitch back is grounded out to shortstop, Leo Cardenas has it, goes to second base for the fourth play there to retire the side. In the inning, no runs, one hit. 
No errors. One man left on base. And the score after one half inning. The Mets nothing. The Reds coming up. You know something? When you're a pro, you're a pro. Either you have it or you don't. Like sometimes a rookie comes along and he looks so good. Everyone thinks the guy may be another Ty Cobb. He runs like him. He walks and hits like him. In fact, everyone sure is the Georgia Peach reincarnated. But then about two weeks after the season has begun, someone on the other team spots that the guy can't hit a low inside curve, and that's it. He's through. A few weeks later, you mention the rookie's name, and the fans don't even remember him. You've really got to have it to make it, especially in a tough town like New York. New York's rough. You know, there are 302 brands of beer in that city. 302. That's a lot of brands competing with each other. You know the beer that's made it to the top? Rheingold. How come? It's the beer itself. The way it tastes. That rich, dry lager. Rheingold tastes good. Day after day. That's what a real pro is. Consistent. Okay, Lindsey Nelson, and here's a fellow who's been consistent, Tom Seaver. Tom with a record of 2-0, getting set to pitch against the Cincinnati Reds for the first time. Seaver last year in his first year in professional baseball had a record of 12-12 for Jacksonville. He's had a club record in strikeouts with 188 and 210 innings. He was originally signed by the Atlanta Braves for $50,000. The Mets got him in a grab bag when he was declared ineligible. And any team in the major leagues had a shot at him for $50,000 if they could have their name pulled out of the hat. The Phillies, Cleveland, and the Mets put their name in the hat, and the Mets got him. Tom Seaver, who has won two and lost none. He'll be pitching to Tommy Harper as his first man. Seaver, 22 years of age, was born in Fresno, California. Lives in Los Angeles, and the first pitch is fouled back at strike one. Tommy Harper batting 234. As a leadoff batter in the first ball game, he was 0 for 4. Mets found a way to keep him from stealing bases. He had three stolen bases in the first two games. The series now stands at 2-1. And the pitch back is a breaking ball outside. One ball and one strike. No score in the game. The Reds batting for the first time. It'll be Tommy Harper, Beta Pinson, and Pete Rose. And the right-hander back again. And the fastball is fouled off. Out of play. The count goes to one and two. First baseman, Eddie Creamville at second base, Chuck Hiller at shortstop, Sandy Alomar at third base, Ken Boyer. In the outfield, Tommy Davis in left field, Don Bosch in center field, Al Luplo in right. The catcher, Jerry Grody, sending out the signs for Tom Seaver. And Tom at 1-2, and the pitch is fouled off to the right side again by Whitey Riedelman, the first base coach, and on down the right field line. Coaching at third base, Vern Vincent. strike. Seaver tries again. And the pitch. A fastball hit out the right field. Al Lupo moving in. Ball high in the air. And he makes the catch. So Tom Seaver has his first man and that brings up Beta Pinson. Pinson kept the hopes of the Cincinnati Reds alive in the last inning when they came to bat training 2 to nothing. After one man was out, Beta singled to center field. But then Don Cardwell got Pete Rose to smash into a double play as the Mets won 2 nothing. Benson with one hit and four times up in the first ball game is averaged now at 3.51. And the first pitch is fouled down in the dirt at strike one. 
Cardwell won in 10 innings against the Cubs to start off his road trip. He had a 1-0 shutout going when the Mets booted away a run. But Seaver came back to single and score the go-ahead run that won the game 2-1. Only shutout pitched by a Mets pitcher pitched in this first game by Cardwell. Now the next pitch is called a strike. It's strike two. batter with two home runs, 11 runs batted in. Next pitch, grounded out to first. Crainpool gets a good high hop. He tosses over to Tom Seaver, covering at first base for the out. Two men up and two men away, and that brings up the Rose. He had the first hit off Cardwell in the fourth inning. And he was one for four in the first ball game. His average now at 285 with one home run and nine runs batted in. from the left-hand side against the right-hand pitcher. And the first pitch is called a strike, a knee-high fastball. The New York Yankees scored three runs in the bottom half of the 10th inning to defeat the California Angels 4-1. Womack, the winning pitcher, in relief. The losing pitcher was the starting pitcher, George Brunette, for the Angels. Now the next pitch is strike two, called strike two. On deck batter is Lee May. Tom Seaver back to Rose, and a fastball is fouled off. He had the fastball by him. He fouled it down the left side. Ball going on top of the roof out of play, and the count remains at strike two. Steve Barber pitching in the top of the ninth inning with a no-hit, no-run game going against the Detroit Tigers. The only thing is that Baltimore has yet to score. Now a check and a swing and a foul ball. It's a nothing-nothing game. Baltimore in the bottom half of the eighth have given Steve Barber a run, and he now goes to the top of the ninth with a one-nothing lead. So he's got a chance to pitch a no-hit, no-run game. Needs three more outs. Next pitch to Rose is outside. One ball, two strikes. Tom Seaver missing with a fastball. And the right-hander now back again. And the pitch is fouled off again. Now remaining at one ball and two strikes. Steve Barber has never pitched a no-hit, no-run game. He had a one-hit game to start off this season against the California Angels. For Gosey got a base hit in the ninth inning to spoil his pitch for a no-hitter. Now the next delivery bounce in the dirt. It's ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Steve Barber started the season in the minor league. Trying to get a bad arm back in shape. It evidently is in great shape. 2-2 pitch, grounded out to short. Adamar has it. It's going to first base, retires to side in order. And the score at the end of one, the Mets nothing, the Reds nothing. And once again, here's Lindsey Nelson. Well, the 1967 Mets yearbook is now on sale at Shea Stadium, and it's also available by mail. The Mets yearbook contains pictures, facts, figures on all the players, plus this year, a full-color centerfold team picture that's suitable for framing. You can buy the yearbook at Shea Stadium for 50 cents a copy, or if you'd like to order it by mail, the address is Met Yearbook, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. It costs 50 cents plus 15 cents for mailing and handling, a total of 65 cents a copy if you order it by mail. You know, a lot of the Met fans have collected the yearbooks right from the first one early in the 1962 season. As you may know, during the course of the year, the... Uh, 
yearbook is updated, reissued. There are new editions from time to time so that new ball players can be included and uh, pictures of events that have occurred can be included as well. And there are an awful lot of Mets fans who have made this a collector's item and have the uh, entire issue of Met yearbooks right from the start. So if you'd like a copy of a 1967 Met yearbook, you can pick it up at Shea Stadium and a uh, good time to do that is during the homestand coming up when the Mets will be there Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night against the San Francisco Giants. Then the Houston Astros are in for the weekend and then the Cincinnati Reds will be coming to New York. Or you can order the yearbook by mail and the address is Mets yearbook, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, zip code 11368 and by mail it's 65 cents a copy. Once again, Ralph Kiner. Thank you, Lindsay. It's the stop of the second, and now the sun is starting to shine here at Crosley Field. We had rain this morning. It looked as though we might have a very difficult day today. But the weather has been getting better as we've gone along. Certainly a much better day for Westwestern with the Mets winning the first game 2-0. The clouds disappeared, and now the sun coming out. First man up for the Mets here in the top of the second, Eddie Cleanpool. Ed did not bat in the first ball game. He was in the game at first base in the ninth inning. Gary Nolan with the first pitch. It's a fastball. It's fouled off strike one. Eddie's roommate, Ron Svoboda, played first base in the first ball game through the first eight innings, and he contributed a home run his first this year. It'll be Eddie Cranepool, Ken Boyer, and Jerry Grody for Gary Nolan. The curveball hit down the left field line. It's going to go for extra bases. Going back into the corner. Cranepool rounds first base, goes into second base. The throw from Pete Rose is not in time. And the Mets have their second base hit in the game. And while Cranepool waits at second base with Ken Boyer coming up, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hi, this is Jerry Goosey. Have your late morning coffee with me each weekday morning from 10 to 1130 here on the big bright sound of WGY Connection. Ralph Kiner along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from Crosby Field in Cincinnati. The Mets with a runner in scoring position with no one out here in the top of the second. And the batter is Ken Boyer. And the first pitch is low at ball one. Ken Hitless in the first ball game now has a record of 0 for 19. He dropped his average. Down to 184. Cranepool before the base hit, batting 333. Now has 10 hits and 28 times up. The 1-0 pitch is a curveball outside. Ball two. Two balls, no strike. Yankees winning that ball game against the Angels on a three-run home run by Mickey Mantle, his second home run this year. Mantle right close to that 500 home run mark. Now a fastball way inside. Boyer swings and misses. That pitch was about six inches off the plate. Two balls and one strike. Gary Nolan back again, and the fastball is fouled off. Pitch going off to the right side, two and two. In the ninth inning, Stu Miller has relieved Steve Barber. So Steve has gone out of that ball game. He had a no-hit, no-run game going into the ninth inning. Fastball off of the glove of Johnny Everett. Rainpool goes over to third base, rounds the third and holds there as Edwards comes up with the ball right in front of the dugout of the Mets. And it's a wild pitch against the pitcher, Gary Nolan. Mets with a runner at third base now with no one out. And they count three and two on Ken Boyer. Mets got their second one, which proved to be a big one in that first ball game on a wild pitch. 
Jerry Grody scored from third base on a pitch that rolled about 15 feet away from the catcher, Don Pavletti. Now the 3-2 pitch. Swung on a miss. Strike three, and Gary Nolan picks up his third strikeout, his first out here in the second, and it brings up Jerry Grody. Grody, a right-hand batter, bringing a 225 average to the plate. One home run and four runs batted in, and the Cincinnati Reds are bringing their infield in try and cut off a run. No score in the game. The Mets have a runner at third base with one out here in the top of the second. Gary Nolan into the windup and the first pitch to Grody. A fastball swung on a miss. Strike one. Cincinnati Red pitchers in the first ball game struck out ten net batters. McCool had eight, and Abernathy, who went one inning, had two. Now the next pitch outside. One ball, one strike. Boy, here's something that's rather interesting. In that no-hit-no-run bid by Steve Barber. Swing and a miss at strike two. Detroit tied up the ball game at one-to-one without a hit. Steve Barber is out of the ball game. They scored one run on two walks, a sacrifice, and a wild pitch. So Barber is out of the game, has not allowed a hit. Detroit has not had a base in the ballgame off Barber and Stu Miller, and it's a 1-1 game. And there is strike three call on Jerry Grody. Four strikeouts for Jerry Nolan. And two big ones here with a runner at third base, and it brings up Don Bosch, the center fielder. played in the first game was 0 for 2 with a walk. He's batting left-handed against the right-hand pitcher. He has a 132 average. He fouls the first pitch out of play, strike one. This baseball season has been a weird season. We've seen four one-hitters pitch so far. Last night, or yesterday afternoon, Gerald Arrigo pitched a one-hitter against the Mets. Now the next pitch, outside, it's one and one. Steve Barber had a previous one-hitter. Now his pitch, a no-hitter, and is out of the ball game. Now a swing and a fastball, strike two. Gary Nolan, out in front, one and two. Eddie Cranville started the inning off with a double. He was wild pitch to third, and then Ken Boyer struck out. And Jerry Grody struck out. Now the count, one and two on Don Bosch. And the pitch. It is fouled right on by Charlie Parker in the third base coaching box. The count remains at one ball and two strikes. The Mets can win this ball game. They can come off this road trip 500. They split in Chicago. One and one as Tom Seaver picks up a win. And if they can win this one, they can split here two and two. Now a high fastball. Pitch up way high. Two balls, two strikes. score, Kansas City won, Boston nothing, a five-hitter pitched by Jim Nash. Brandon also pitched a five-hitter, he was a losing pitcher. Now 2-2, the pitch to Bosch is fouled off again, this time down the left field line. Ball going into the box seat, the lower stands here at Crosley Field, a two-deck stadium. 
Two balls, two strikes. Two men out, top of the second. Leo Cardinal deep in the hole at shortstop. Curveball popped up. The third baseman and catcher. Going for it. Johnny Edwards makes the call. He makes the catch. And that retires the side. Fine pitching job by Gary Nolan. After giving up a double and a wild pitch, he struck out two and got Don Bosch to foul out. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left on third. And the score at the end of one and a half innings. The Mets nothing, the Reds nothing. Armory Garage says spring is here. Let yourself go. Straight to the corner of Central and Calvin in Albany, where you'll find a fantastic 49th anniversary sale in full swing. Come on over and let yourself go Plymouth. VIP. Luxury well within your reach. A Belvedere beauty is bound to win you over to Plymouth luxury and economy. Let yourself go valiant. A card that lets you live within your budget. Or the bold, brash line of Bellacudas. Distinct styling with plenty of gold power. How about a good tested used car? Armory boasts a tremendous variety of late model used cars, all reconditioned and ready to go. It's 49th anniversary sale time, so prices are temptingly low. No matter where you live, Armory's huge auto shopping center is only a short drive away. So go on, let yourself go to Armory Garage, Central at Calvin in Albany. to the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals were shut out by the Pittsburgh Pirates and Juan Pizarro. Juan pitching a four-hitter for Pittsburgh as they won by a score of 2-0. Losing pitch in that game was Larry Jaster, the starting pitcher. Pirates picking up two runs on nine hits. Lee May will lead off for the Reds here in the second. On the mound, Tom Seaver for the Mets. He retired to side in order. In the first inning, May, the fourth batter in the batting order, will be followed by Darren Johnson and then Tommy Hell. And the first pitch is hit deep to center field. It's going, going, and it is pitching to Darren Johnson, and the first pitch is grouped in the right field. Al Lupo will not get to it. It's going to drop in. Johnson goes to first base and holds there. So the Reds have a run in, a runner on with no one out here in the bottom half of the second. The home run by Lee May, who did not play in the first game, was his second hit this year, his first home run. And the home run given up by Tom Seaver, the first bat on that pitcher, has given up in 45 and two-thirds innings. The batter is Tommy Helms. Helms, a right-hand batter, hitting 218. Johnson not being held on his first base. Cranepool playing behind him. And the first pitch is slider that's outside ball one. Well, and that's got the first run of the first game on a home run by Ron Svoboda. And now the Reds have the first run of the second game. 
One ball, no strikeout. Seaver back to Helms. The runner going. The ball grounded out to second. Hiller was not covering, so he is there. He has to make the play to first base as Darren Johnson goes down. The second on the hit and run play. A runner in scoring position and Johnny Edwards coming up. Edwards did not play in the first ball game. He's batting an even 200 with seven hits in 35 times up. Left-hand batter. One man out. Bottom half of the second inning. The Reds now lead one nothing. And the first pitch to Edwards. A sinking fastball. Low and away. Ball one. checking at second base, now stepping off the pitching rubber. Detroit scored two runs in that ninth inning. They lead Baltimore two to one, and they have no hit. High ball hit to left field. Tommy Davis moving back to the incline to one-handed, making a relatively easy catch. Darren Johnson back to second. That'll bring up Leo Cardinus for shortstop. right-hand batter, 0 for 3 in the first ball game, now batting 278. Two men away, bottom half of the second, the Reds lead 1-0 on the leadoff home run here in the second by Lee May. Cardinals in the batter's box with that overly closed stance. Beaver in a stretch position, and his first pitch, fastball outside and high, ball one. has now gone in the ball game for Detroit against Baltimore in the ninth inning. Wilson, the beneficiary of the two runs, going out to pitch a record. Next pitch, a slider over the outside corner. One ball, one strike. And the news on that no-hit, no-run game that was going for Steve Barber, he has been taken out. He got taken out and had not given up a hit. Detroit scoring off him on two walks to sacrifice. And a wild pitch. Later on, another run scoring throw. Detroit leads 2-1 without the benefit of a base hit. To break up that no-hitter by Barber, Stu Miller came in the game to relieve him. Now a swing and a foul back against the glass back of home plate. The count goes to 1-2. and two. Possible base hit might have come off to, off of Stu Miller. We'll check that and give you the information later on. One ball, two strikes. Tom Seaver back again. Fastball swung on and missed strike three. And that retires the side as Tom picks up his first strikeout. One run in the inning on two hits. No errors. The runner left at second base. And the score at the end of two. The Reds won the Mets nothing. Now here's a word from Rango. For 60 years, Malcolm Sharp has been taking New Yorkers for a ride.
this town. Either you have it, or you don't. Same thing's true of beer. There are 302 different brands of beer trying to make it in New York. But the only one that's made it to the top is the rich dry lager, Rheingold. Rheingold. In this town, either you have it, or you don't.
Down behind home plate as the ball rolled off the screen. Here's the one-one delivery. Curveball hit out to left field. Moving back to left field as Pete Rose at the foot of the incline. He makes the catch to retire the side. So for the first time in the game, Gary Nolan gets the Mets out in order. And the score after two and a half innings, the Reds won, the Mets nothing. Now here's a word from Rheingold. For 60 years, Malcolm Sharp has been taking New Yorkers for a ride. Outside, it's ball three. Three balls, no strike. 
Giants will be in Shea Stadium Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. Pre-order delivery by Seaver is called a strike. Harper taking on two, three and one. Starting pitches for the second Philadelphia Atlanta game. Philly won the first game six to four. Rick Wise for the Phillies. Bob Bruce for Atlanta. Phillies got a run in the top of the first. They lead one nothing with Atlanta coming up in the bottom half of the first. The three one pitch swung on and popped back of home plate out of play in foul territory. That puts the count at three and two. Deck batter, Beta Pinson. And Fever back. And the pitch is fouled back again out of play. Ball coming right over the top of our head. Hitting right on top of the radio board. Now remains at three balls and two strikes. Tommy Harper, the batter. Once again, it's Fever back to the plate. And a slider hit out the left field. Deep the left, moving back. Tommy Davis, he's going up the incline. It's over his head against the wall. Harper goes to second base. John Bosch fields the ball off of the scoreboard. And Harper holds the second with a double. So the Reds have a runner in scoring position now with one man out in the bottom half of the third and Beta Pinson coming up. Third base hit off Tom Fever. had a runner at second base with one man out in the second inning. He got Johnny Everett and Leo Cardinal. Now working under similar circumstances with Beta Pinson and Pete Rose, his next two men. And the first pitch to Pinson is a fastball fouled off. It's out of play, strike one. Pinson batting 347. Rounded out the first base his first time up. Eddie Creampool is now coming in to talk with Tom Seaver at the pitching mound. Head back to first base. Harper, a fast runner, is on second. Has a short lead. And now Seaver set to go. One strike delivery is down low. Fastball sinking too low. One ball, one strike. One and one. Benson, the left-hand batter with a close stand. Fever checking at second. Now looking there again. Again. And back to the plate. Slider line to right. Moving to his left, gets to it. Fine play by Lupo getting to that line drive to right field. Tommy Harper, who was halfway down the line, goes back to second. That ball was well hit. Now with two men out, the batter will be Pete Rose. Pete grounded out the shortstop his first time up. Left-hand batter against the right-hander, Tom Seaver. In the first ball game, Pete Rose was a batter for inning with one out and hit a hot smash down to second base which the Mets turned into a double play to save the ball game for Don Cardwell. Mets winning the first game 2-0. They trail in this one 1-0 with two men out in the bottom half of the third. 
Tom Seaver. Set to go. The pitch to Pete Rose is right to the middle of base set. Tommy Harper coming around from second base. A throw in the home. It might be close. It is cut off, and now the throw to first base is in time, and Pete Rose is doubled off first. But a run scores. The Reds take the lead by a score of two to nothing. As Pete Rose gets his first base of the day, his tenth run batted in the season. One run in on two hits, no errors, and no one left on base. And the score at the end of three, the Reds two, the Mets nothing. Well, we mentioned just a moment ago that the Mets return home tonight and start a very important homestand against the San Francisco Giants, playing the Giants Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. Tuesday night game will see Jack Fisher pitching for the Mets against Gaylord Perry. Wednesday it'll be Bob Shaw against Mike McCormick. And Thursday it'll be Bill Dennehy against Juan Marichal. You can get tickets for all the home games of the Mets at a wide variety of locations at Jay Stadium. They're open there today until 5 o'clock. And they're open seven days a week. Weekdays from 8 to 6, weekends 9 to 5. You can get tickets to Grand Central Station at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. They're open weekdays from 8 to 6 and on Saturdays from 8.30 to 4. Tickets also available at Macy's at the 34th Street and 7th Avenue store in the main floor and at Macy's in the Walt Whitman Shopping Center in Huntington, Long Island. Both locations open during regular store hours. In addition, reservations for box and reserve seats may be made at all Howard Clothing stores during regular store hours and also at any branch of the Manufacturers Hanover Trust Company during banking hours. Tickets can be obtained by mail by writing Ticket Manager, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. The zip is 11368. Sure to add 25 cents to cover the cost. Box seats are 350 and reserve seats are 250 Well, we're moving now to the top of the fourth inning. The Reds in front, 2 to nothing, with the Mets coming up. And here for the play-by-play, Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Ralph Scott, and hello again, everybody. It's Al Luplo coming up here to face Gary Nolan, hard-throwing right-hander, 18 years of age. Came into today's ball game with a record of one win and one loss for the Cincinnati Reds. And the pitch swung on it, and strike one. Through the first three innings of play, Gary Nolan struck out four. The sun is breaking through. There are a few rather dark, ominous clouds moving around the outer fringes of the area. And here's a drag by the chap towards second baseman. Tommy Helms, he scoops it up and tries to play it to Nolan, not in time. It's a base hit. Helms just scooped the ball with a gloved hand. He made no effort to exchange it and throw. He just scooped it with the gloved hand over to Gary Nolan coming at first because Perez had gone for the ball too. But it is a drag by base hit. Now time is gone and Dave Bristol goes out to the mound to have a word with his young pitcher. Let's see if we got some further information on the Detroit-Baltimore game. Baltimore won it 2-1 to one without a base hit. It's the first time in the history of baseball that a team ever defeated two pitchers that combined to pitch a no-hit game. Barber walked seven men in that ball game, incidentally. He went through the first eight innings with a no-hit, no-run game going. All right, right here, Dave Bristol finishes his conference with his batterymen. Johnny Edwards out there along with Gary Nolan. Bristol goes back to the dugout. That's how their leadoff man on base, a drag bunt for a base hit by Al Luplo. That's three hits for the Mets in the ballgame off Gary Nolan, and Tommy Davis is up there, right-hand batter. Here's a swing and a fly ball to deep center. It's way back there, going, going, and this one is all gone for a home run for Tommy Davis over the center field fence. And so the New York Mets make a new ball game of it here as Al Luplo is coming across the plate. And coming across now, Tommy Davis. He has had with the straightaway center field over the high wall out there for Davis' second home run of this season. And the score is tied, the Mets two and the Reds two. 
Cranesville coming up now. He's been a point time and double down the left field line. Nobody out for the Mets here in the top half of the fourth inning. Nolan's pitch is low as Cranesville started to go and laid off. Waiting in the on-deck circle, swinging a bat, Ken Boyer. hit off Gary Nolan this year. Here's a swing and a ground ball towards first. Lee May waves back, takes it on a big hop, waves off Nolan and jogs to the bag. He makes the play unassisted. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. I'll have good music for you weekday mornings from 10 to 11.30 here on the big bright job of WGY Schenectady. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Tanner and Bob Murphy here at Crosley Field in Cincinnati, Ohio. Second game of a doubleheader. We're in the top of the fourth. It's tied 2-2. The Mets won the first game here today by score 2 to nothing. Here's a pitch low to Boyer for ball one. Boyer's been up one time and struck out swinging. Nolan looks to Johnny Edwards to get a sign. Deals a 1-0 pitch. It's low for ball. Ken Boyer in the throws of a horrendous batting slump. Gone 0 for 20. Here's a swing and a ground ball towards first. Lee May waves back, takes it on a big hop, waves off Nolan and jogs to the back. He makes the play unassisted. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. I'll have good music for you weekday mornings from 10 to 11.30 here on the big bright job of WGY Schenectady. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Tanner and Bob Murphy here at Crosley Field in Cincinnati, Ohio second game of a doubleheader. We're in the top of the fourth. It's tied 2-2. The Mets won the first game here today by score 2 to nothing. Here's a pitch low to Boyer for ball one. Boyer set up one time and struck out swinging. Nolan looks to Johnny Edwards to get a sign. Deals a 1-0 pitch. It's low for a ball. Ken Boyer in the throws of a horrendous batting slump. Gone 0 for 20. This will be a 2-0 pitch. Swung on in on the ground, foul back a third, taken there on the coaching line by Coach Salty Parker. He tosses it over to Darren Johnson and back over to Gary Nolan now. One man out, nobody on base. Mets have two runs, four hits, no errors. The red, two runs, four hits, no errors. Here's a curveball low, and now Nolan goes behind three and one. Jerry Grody is waiting on Dyke. Here's a three-one delivery. Swung on and pops up to the right side in foul territory. Edwards is there, and so is Lee May. May calls and makes the catch. Lindsay, here's the breakdown of that ninth inning. In the ninth inning with Baltimore in front, one nothing. The Tigers coming up. Cash walked. Euler walked. And then a sacrifice moves them to second and third. Horton then fouled out for the second out of the inning. But a wild pitch scored the first run on a one-two count when Stanley was batting, who then walked. That loaded up. That put runners at first and third. Worth then granted to Aparicio, who threw the ball to Belanger, who dropped the ball to let the second run score. And, of course, they did not get a base hit in the inning. They won the game with no hits, winning the game 2-1. to one. 
It was a combined losing effort for Steve Barber and also Sue Miller. All right, down a strike one now to Jerry Jody at the plate. He fouled off the first pitch to the right side out of play. And here's a pitch in for a call strike to a curveball. That reminds me of Ken Johnson pitching for Cincinnati, losing a... He was pitching for Houston, losing a no-hit, no-run game. But he did it all by himself. This is the first time two pitches ever combined. This pitch is a fastball outside, and it's one and two now to Jerry Goody. Two men out, nobody on base. Two runs in the inning for the New York Mets. He lost that game to Joe Nuxall, who is now broadcasting this baseball game right now. And a one-two pitch. Swung on, and this, and Nolan gets his fifth strike out of the afternoon. That is the second time he has managed to get Grody that way, and the Mets pick up two runs on two hits, no errors, and none left. Towards the end of three and a half innings is the Mets two and the Reds two. It's spring, and everything's coming up colossal on the corner of Central and Coffin in Albany. It's Armory Garage celebrating their 49th anniversary sale with a crop of tested used cars you have to see to believe. Hundreds to choose from at prices so low that used car sales manager Art Neat can hardly believe them himself. Pick the used car you want, then put as little as 49 cents down. Take years to pay. Your credit is wealth at Armory. You can buy, sign, and pay at Armory, home of 101 time payment plans. Browse around. You'll see why everything's colossal, from the three big shops, two big lots, including the huge 14-acre lot, to the experience of the 135 employees. Then check the allowances, the deals, the fast delivery, and you'll see why Armory's been the leader for 49 years in used car sales and service. It's spring. Time to trade up at Armory Garage during their colossal 49th anniversary sale. Central at Calvin in Albany. For the Cincinnati Reds facing the Mets' young Tom Seaver. The totals are identical in the ballgame to this point. Al Luflo out in right field getting outfitted with sunglasses now because the sun is suddenly shown through the overcast overhead. And John Bice takes a look up as well. Lee May, the first baseman, right hand out Tom Seaver with the pitch. Hit on the ground to third. Off the chest to Boya. He picks it up and throws on and throws high. And safe at first is Lee May. Ken Boyer at third base. It was off his chest, and then when he picked it up, he hurried the throw, and the throw went high. Crane pulled anchors the foot and reached up high for it and pulled down the throw, but Lee May was on his first. So the leadoff man is on for the Cincinnati Reds. Nobody out in Darren Johnson's batter. He's been up one time and slammed the base hit into right. Beaver steps off the rubber to tighten up Lee May, and Darren Johnson steps out at the plate. Score tied, 2-2. Two, two. Pitch out, nothing on. One and only count to Darren Johnson at the plate. Tommy Helms is swinging about on deck. Here's a 1-0 pitch. And it's low for a ball. So Seaver goes behind 2-0. Oh. Let's play Darren Johnson straight away. 
very sudden check. And deals. The pitch is low. Three balls and no strikes to Darren Johnson. Sandy Alomar and Chuck Hill are getting together on who will cover. Out at second base on a specific situation. Lee May takes his lead at first. Crane pool holds, and here's the pitch. In for a tall strike. He was searching. It's now three and one. Mets won the first game here today by a score of two to nothing. Don Cardwell was the winning pitcher. And he is watching this second game from the position here on the radio deck. Here is a throw to first, not in time. He rejects the runner. This will be a 3-1 pitch. Hit on the ground to third. Taken by Boyer. Over to Hiller. That's one. The throw to first, and it's a double play. Darren Johnson hitting into a 5-4-3 double play that goes from Boyer to Hiller to Crane Pool. Nobody on base and Tommy Helms is coming up. The end of four innings of play, the Los Angeles Dodgers won and the San Francisco Giants nothing. Bob Bolan against Don Drysdale in that one. Here's a pitch in for a call strike to Helms. The first game of a doubleheader, the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Atlanta Braves 6-4 by getting three runs in the top of the ninth. Brad Jackson was the winner in relief of starter Jim Bunning. Clay Carroll was the loser. It's to Helms, and it's low for a ball. In that game, Jim Bunning had a home run. Philippe Alou had one. Joe Torre had one. Rico Cardi had one. In the second game in Atlanta, they've gone an inning and a half. Phillies won the Atlanta Braves nothing. Rick Wise against Bob Bruce. In Houston, the Cubs and the Astros are in the bottom of the eighth. Here's a swing and a drive to deep center field. Vice is going up the inside. He's up the wall, and he holds it down for the out. So the side is retired. No runs, no hits, and her and none left. And the score at the end of four full innings is the Mets two and the Reds two. Say, fans, here's your chance to meet your favorite Mets player before a ball game. There's a list of ten fan club dates that are set up right on through to June 30th. It can be attained by riding to Mets fan club, Jay Stadium, Flushing, New York. Or you can pick up that same list at any regular Mets ticket outlet. And for those fans who've already received the list, Please make a note that Ed Cranepool's date has been changed from June 26th to May 19th. And tickets are now available for that May 19th date. You have to have tickets prior to you coming to the ball game in order to get in to meet your favorite Mets who might be up that day. But don't forget, write to Mets Fan Club, Jay Stadium, Flushing, New York, for a list of the 10 fan club dates that are coming up through June 30th. Right now, it's the top of the fifth, and once again, here's Lindsay Nelson. All right, Ralph, continuing to catch up on a few of the scores of other games. In the bottom half of the eighth in Houston, it's the Chicago Cubs four and the Astros one. Big knife in Chicago. Bo Belinsky started for Houston and Claude Raymond is relieved him in the seventh inning. Ron Sando had a first inning homer for the Chicago Cubs. And the Pittsburgh Pirates shut out the St. Louis Cardinals two nothing on a four-hitter by Juan Pizarro. Larry Gaster was the loser, followed by Browns, Woody Chicken Willis. American League, the first game of a doubleheader. Cleveland beat the Chicago White Sox 2-1. Gary Bell, the winner. Bruce Howard, the loser. Leon Wagner and Tom McCraw had home runs. In the second game, the warm-up, Steve Hargan against Jim O'Toole. And the first game at Baltimore, as you know, the Detroit Tigers beat the Baltimore Orioles 2-1. Earl Wilson got the win. Jim Gladding relieved him in the ninth. Steve Barber and Stu Miller were the pitchers for the Baltimore Orioles. They allowed no hit to the Detroit Tigers, but lost the game. 
Now Don Bice is up to lead off for the match here in the top half of the fifth inning. He takes the first pitch high for a ball. He's a switch hitter batting left against the right-hander, 18-year-old Gary Nolan. Warm-ups in the second game at Baltimore shows Farmer against Jim Palmer. Here's a swing and a foul tip right down to the dirty one and one to Bice. In Washington, the Sundays beat the Minnesota Twins 7-3 in the first game. Camilo Pascal got the win with help from Bob Humphreys in the seventh inning, and Jim Mudd got that pitch to loss. Jim Olam and Sonny Stiebler relieving this. Second game, two four innings. Washington won, Minnesota nothing. Jim Cott against Moore and uh, Jed Harrelson home it in the second with nobody on for the Senators. There's a fastball a little tight to Don Bice. It's two and one. The New York Yankees beat the California Angels in ten innings, four to one, on a tenth inning homer by Mickey Mantle. Julie Womack was the winner in relief. Whitey Ford started the game, relieved by Renneth in the eighth, and George Brunette was the loser. Here's a swing and a drive into left field for a base hit for Don Bice. He throws up with it, plays it back, and the Mets get a leadoff base hit here in the top half of the fifth. Don Bice on his first, and Tom Seaver coming up. The second game in New York at the end of a half inning, the California Angels won. The Yankees coming to bat. It's Clark against Downing. Kansas City A's shut out the Boston Red Sox one to nothing at Fenway Park in Boston. Jim Nash the winner, Darrell Brandon the loser, Danny Shader homered in the second with nobody on. That was all the scoring in the game. Now pitch to Seaver is in for a strike. He squared the bunt but didn't offer. So it's a strike one count. Darren Johnson stays on the edge of the grass at third. Lee May the first baseman holds against the runner, ready to charge. Here's a pitch, Fever Square. It's punted up the first baseline. Taken by the pitcher and the throw to Kindness and Short. In time for the fourth. Gary Nolan came off the mound. Came up with the run inside to Kindness and second in time to four spikes. So Seaver becomes the runner at first. Charge with a time at bat and attempting to sacrifice. Sandy Alomar, also a switch hitter, is coming up now. He'll be batting left against Gary Nolan. Runner at first and one man out, and the score tied here, 2-2. Two, two. Andy Alomar is still looking for his first base hit as a New York Met. He has a swing and a fly ball down the line and left, and moving over his rows, he's up the inside, he makes the catch. Halfway on the fly ball to the left, Seaver goes back to first, there are two men out. Scott Killer, a left-hand batter, the second baseman. He has struck out and fly to the left. Mets have two runs on five hits. The Reds have two runs on four hits. The Mets won the first game, two to nothing. Third ball is low, ball one. At the conclusion of this game, the Mets will be flying back to New York, back to LaGuardia Airport, the uh, charter plane. It's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. It's one and one. Two men out the runner at first. Loop Lewis on deck with Hiller at the plate.
Harvey. Far on, and slammed into right field. Harvey comes out, he tries to shoot singles, he comes up with it. Rolling over on his shoulder, and he's Rob Hiller of a base hit with a shoestring grab, and then he took a full tumble on over, but held on to the baseball. So the side is out, no runs and a hit, no errors, and one left in the score. In the middle of the fifth is the Mets, two in the red, two, and now here's a word from Rheingold.
grounded out in the third inning, second to first. The pitch is a little high and a little tight. Low one. Two California youngsters opposing each other here this afternoon. Tom Seaver, grew up in Fresno, lives now in Los Angeles. Here's a 1-0 pitch. It's in for a call strike. Gary Nolan from Oroville, California, and we might have to consult our California expert, Mr. Ralph Kiner, to find out just where Oroville is. I don't think anybody knows where it is, Lindsay, but I was told it's in Northern California. I see. Well, that clears it up a little bit. What it does really is means that an awful lot of people in Southern California don't care for him. That's what that means. A lot of people in Southern California don't care a thing about Northern California. You can bet on it. The count is one and one to Gary Nolan. And vice versa. versa. <laughs> yes, vice versa. You're right. Seaver wanted uh, the count confirmed and argued out until he did. And the pitch is in for a call strike two. It's one and two. Two men out, nobody on base for the Reds here in the bottom of the fifth. Here's a pitch that's a little low. Seaver thought he was going to get a call, and so did Grody. Grody burns that ball. Back out to Seaver. It's two and two. Radio Monte Agudo continues to throw in the bullpen. Here's a pitch high for the count. Four, three, and two now. Tommy Harper waits on deck. They are pitch. And it's low. Seaver has given up his first walk of the day. And he's given it up to his opposite number, pitcher Gary Nolan. Nolan's on his first. There are two men out, and Tom Harper's coming up. He doubled and later scored in the bottom half of the third inning. The Reds got a single in the second and another in the third. The Mets got... Two runs in the fourth inning. A two-run homer by Tommy Davis over the center field fence. Harper is a right-hand batter. Painful plays behind the runner, Gary Nolan, at first. There's a swing and a comeback. They knocked down. It's an out by Seaver. Now he plays the Painful in time, and the side is out. Sam right back to the mound, and Seaver knocked it down, picked it up. So the side's out with no runs, no hits, no errors, a walk and one left, and of course the end of five full innings is tied. The Mets two and the Reds two. This year, plan a trip to one of the most exciting countries in the world. If you haven't traveled there within the last few years, you'll find it's amazingly changed. There's a new and exciting spirit you can almost feel. It's a dynamic feeling. You can see it in burgeoning industry. You can see it in a progressive people. You can sense the optimism and the growth and the hope. It's a nation filled with incredible natural beauty, too. Immense, majestic mountain ranges. Vast deserts where time seems to have lost its way. Tranquil lakes and broad, sweeping rivers. It's a country that seems to have performed a miracle. It takes pride in its past and looks confidently to its future. For the traveler, a visit can be an exciting, rewarding experience. This year, discover America. It'll be Al Luplo coming 
coming up for the Mets now in the top half of the sixth inning. down in the Cincinnati bullpen for a future start along with Aurelio Mariagudo. Since Nolan was on base at the end of the inning, he was a little late getting out to the mound, and he is just now finishing up his warm-up tosses, checking the scoreboard. The Chicago Cubs defeated the Houston Astros by a score of 4-1. to Nye is the winner, and Bobolinski is the loser. Ron Santo hit a three-run homer for the Cubs in the first inning. Actually, it was enough to stand up. batting number three in West Western's Mets batting order is at the plate. Nolan Fitch is in there for a call strike. Gary Nolan, 18 years of age. First draft choice of the Cincinnati Reds a couple of years ago in the free agent draft. Here's the pitch and it is low for a ball. One and one. As Ralph kind of pointed out, Nolan was married at the age of 15 and is the father of one. Here's a 1-1-6. One, one Curveball swung out and missed. One and two. As uh, the morning paper pointed out here in Cincinnati today, there's a lot of tennis fever in this town. Early season tennis fever. Here's a one-two pick. Swung on and hit on the ground foul back to first base. Yogi Berry gets a hand as he comes off the coaching line to bear hand that one. One and two to Luplo with Tommy Davis waiting on deck. Cincinnati Reds certainly got away from the wire with a flying start here in April. One, two, three, swung out, and Mr. Nolan has his sixth strike out of the wall again. Now Tommy Davis hit into a fourth play and hit a two-run homer so far in this game. It's funny how that tennis fever is contagious in a town among people associated with the ball club. now with a pitch to Tommy Davis. Long out and fouled off. Usually it extends just to fans and uh, and people who uh, follow the game closely, but not to those directly associated with it. But that isn't always the case. Here's the pitch. Long on it on the ground to third. A big hop up to Darren Johnson. He's gone to the cross in time. Tommy Davis has gone to dock. That'll bring up Ed Cranefield. Yesterday, a veteran baseball writer, a man who's been writing baseball for at least 25 years, came to me and with that tennis glint in his eye said, what are they saying around the league about our team? And usually, uh, in April, they are saying much, really, uh, about the final outcome because uh, it is a long season. They play 162 games. Here's a pitch to Ed Cranville, and it's low for a ball. And many, many things happen in the course of the long season to a pennant race. So... Veteran baseball men usually sort of take it all with a grain of salt. Here's a 1-0 pitch. Swung on and land to second. Taken by Helms for the out. 
Well, Ronzo hit the runners not left, and it's towards the end of five and a half innings is. And that's two in the red, too. And Be a modern 49er at Armory Garage in Albany. There are golden savings waiting for you at Central and Colvin in Albany during Armory Garage's 49th anniversary sale. Armory has hundreds of top-condition used cars waiting in their lot for new owners. The prices are so low that Art Neat has to look the other way when he walks past. Prices are low at Armory, values are tops, and terms are unbelievable. Pick out an Armory used car, pay as little as 49 cents down, and then take years to pay. Financing is a breeze at Armory Garage, too. If you have the ability to pay, they'll say okay. And Armory offers you 101 time payment plans to fit your budgeting. Big business at Armory Garage means better deals for you. Three shops, two immense lots, and 135 employees combined to give you great selection, service, and deals. Cash in on great savings on used cars and new Plymouth during the 49th anniversary sale at Armory Garage, Central at Colvin in Albany. Sixth inning, and it's Beta Benson coming up. First, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is Jerry Ducey reminding you that the best things happen from one to three on the Jerry Ducey Show here on the big bright sound of WGY Schenectady. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Scott and Bob Murphy at Crosby Field in Cincinnati. Well, the lights came on. Donatelli had walked over toward the dugout, and the lights came on, and he doesn't want them on right now. He doesn't want to give the Cincinnati batters any advantage of possibly having an advantage of having the lights on right now because the Mets do not have them on for their half of the sixth inning. Augie turned to the dugout, shaving, waving that hand negatively and waving it, but they're on. The lights are on, and uh, he's not going to allow play to continue. Donatelli raises his hand and says, no, no, no. And so Penson steps out of the batter's box. Manager West Weston is on the steps of the Mets dugout. At the end of the inning, you can turn those lights on with no problem at all. Donatelli's looking up at the light towers now, and they're on very brightly. Of course, this is the ballpark where Major League Night Baseball was first played when they were turned on in 1935. While we're waiting for the lights to go out all over Crosley Field, here are the attendance figures for today. The paid attendance is 14,360, and the total attendance is 15,088. All summer scouts, the public address announcer, just with major faith in his voice, announced would they please turn out the lights? That is why we are being held up. Donatelli apparently asked for the lights to be turned on at the end of the inning. That's usually the way it's done. But uh, they were turned on anyway, and they're on right here now. When they were turned on in 1935, the empresario year at the time, and general manager was Larry McPhail. And he had uh, President Roosevelt press a button in the White House in Washington. Turn on the lights at Crosley Field. They might have to go to Johnson to get these turned off here. You're right. They may have to press the button to the House to get them out. And now, Dave Bristol, the Cincinnati manager, is coming out. Apparently to talk to Augie Donatelli. Bristol says, with palms up then, what about it? Donatelli says, look at the lights. Bristol saying, let's play. 
Donatelli saying, turn him out. This was a little dejected. He starts back, there's a couple of ways to Donatelli and goes back to the Tiger. Kind of pointed out the bonus contention always in a case like this is that the umpire doesn't want to be placed in the position of having uh, favored one team or the other in the matter of ability to see. Now, if it had suddenly gotten very dark or something like that, of course, the umpire is empowered to do it anytime he wants to, he doesn't have to wait. But this wasn't the case because it's just been overcast most of the day, and he decided he wanted them on at the end of the inning, and they were turned on anyway. So the lights are still on. There's been no move to turn them off. They got on an awful lot quicker than we were waiting for to be turned out, and they go out as we play that. The lights are not turned off, and Peter Benson, who has started back to the dugout, turns around and walks back up to the plate, and we'll continue. The score is tied 2-2. Bottom half of the sixth inning. Tom Seaver's on the mound for the Mets. He's been in all the way, and Peter Benson is up. He's nothing for two in this game. Has a batting average of 342 for the season. Davis pitches outside for a ball. Ada Pepsi started this year with a lifetime batting average of 301. We had rain in Cincinnati last night. A good part of the night we had rain this morning. Oh, it's late at 10 o'clock. It was raining hard. Here's a 1-0 pitch and it's outside. Adding to the confusion of the morning around Cincinnati with the fact that Cincinnati did go on daylight saving time this morning at 2 o'clock, as did most of the nation. In other years, Cincinnati stayed on Eastern Standard Time. So there were all sorts of complaints, confusion. Here's a 2-0 pitch, swung on and popped up to short left field. Alomar is going down the line, and he still falls down in foul territory. It's a foul ball out of play as Alomar was trying to turn to get position and slipped down on the turf. The ball fell about two feet away from his outstretched glove. Later, Benson had gone all the way to second in the hope it would be a fair ball. It wasn't. It was a foul ball. So, Later, Benson is still alive. He gets to life as Alomar slipped down and lying on his back had the glove outstretched and the ball fell about two feet from it. He wasn't in a position to make any adjustment from where he lay. One of the best catches I saw Pinson make happened in Jay Stadium when he fell down in right field, and while he was on his back, he caught a ball that was somewhat similar to that. I remember very well. He did. Here's a 2-1 pick. Swung on that line. at the right. He stays alive and gets a hit. Luplo comes up with the ball, plays it back, and Pinson's on. Nobody out at Steve Lowe was coming up. The hit was number five for the Reds off Tom Seaver, and the hits are all even now. Total to this point for the Mets, two runs, five hits, one error. For the Reds, two runs, five hits, no errors. We're going to get a little action for the first time in the Mets bullpen. I'm stirring around down there now. Steve Lowe is a switch hitter, batting left against the right-handed Tom Seaver. Rounded out and single so far in this game. I'll throw over to first base, not in time, just a calling card. Don Shaw is the left-hander getting up down there to throw. Jack LeMabe is the right-hander up and throwing. 
There's a pitch, and it is outside for a ball. Rose squared in bunting position. Didn't offer. Boyer came in, and he gallops in third. Rose at the plate, and Lee May is on deck. May had a home run in the second inning. Beaver looking at it, Jerry Grody for a sign. Benson leads his first to throw over. He's back safely. So the first is not in time. This will be a 106 to Peter Rose with a runner going, and it's fouled back and out of play into the upper deck. So it'll bring Simpson back to first. He was moving on the pitch. Beaver's up in set, Benson leaves, and here's a throw to first. Benson back favorite. This is a 1-1 delivery, but before he pitches, Beaver steps off the road. Well, steps out of the plate. won the first game here today by a score of two to nothing. There's a pitch hit back to Seaver, and he goes to Alomar for one. The relay to first is not in time, and Alomar beats, or rather, Rose beats his there as Alomar's throw hit out in front of Cranesville. So they got the lead runner. There's one away, and that'll bring up Lee May, who homered in the second inning. Johnson. 
Big right hand batter in and waiting. Seaver checks the runners at first and third and the pitch. Swung on him. Let me grab his short. Alomar's off his arm and out into left field. Low scores. And on the way to third is Lee May. Well, goes the second one. Is it first and third? The Reds lead three to two. It looks to be a perfect tailor-made double play ball. It is scored by the Cincinnati scorer as a base hit. It was directly at Alomar. Hit the ground in front and then bounded off his arm. As he was trying to get in position to play it over to second, it is scored as a base hit for Darren Johnson, and that will be a run batted in. Well, you can lead the leg and run batted in with that kind of scoring. I should say you can. The Reds lead by a score of three to two. Now the pitch is in for a call strike. It looked to be a perfectly tailored double play ball because it was hit hard enough so that they would have plenty of time to make the play. And Alomar was trying to get in position when the ball ricocheted off his arm. Here's a pitch low for a ball. The official scorer, and it's left to his discussion, says base hit. There are official scorers who would have said error. That is really tough on a pitcher because that makes the whole earned run pitcher, pitcher change entirely. Playing a foul ball back and out of play, and it's tough on this pitcher because coming into the game, he led the National League in earned run averages. Or if there was ever a tailor-made double play ball, that was it. Shout to Helms with one ball and two strikes now. Tommy Helms at the plate. He's grounded out and fried out so far. Still only one man out with runners at first and third, and the Reds leading three to two. Beaver's up and set. This is outside. Two and two now to Helms. Lee May is the runner at third. Darren Johnson's a runner at first. Seaver set. 2 2 pick. Going on, hit back to Seaver. He goes now to Alomar for one. The throw to first, a double play. 1 6 3, and the side is retired. But the Cincinnati Reds got a run on three hits. No mad errors. And one red left, and the score at the end of six full innings is the red three of the Mets, two, and here's Ralph Kiner. Well, once again, we'd like to remind you that good season boxes for the 1967 Mets games are still available. And it's not too late to pick up your season boxes for the game scheduled for the rest of the season. And, of course, they have a wide variety of other season ticket plans that can fit your individual taste. Find out about these plans and to order tickets, contact ticket manager Jay Stadium, Flushing, New York. Zip is 11368, and if you'd like to, you can also phone in. The number is 672-3000. That phone number again, 672-3000. They'll talk over that ticket plan that's best for you or your group and explain how to go about ordering. And you still have time to get in for a season ticket plan or a special ticket plan, starting with the Giants when the Mets come home to play the Giants next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. Big home stand coming up. Mets playing the Giants playing Houston and also the Cincinnati Reds. Playing Houston over the weekend and the Reds starting a week from Tuesday, playing Tuesday, Wednesday night, and also a Thursday afternoon game. 
There's a special added attraction for that giant series. There will be five strolling banjo bands from the famous Your Father's Mustache establishment in Greenwich Village. who will play throughout the ball game. They'll roam every level of Shea Stadium to add to the fun and excitement. Well, you don't need much added attraction when you got Willie Mays and the Giants in, and it's going to be quite a series starting on Tuesday. Right now, here for the play-by-play with the Mets trailing now on the scoreboard, 3-2, Bob Murphy. All right, Ralph, Ken Boyer will be up as we move to the seventh inning as the Mets try and even things up or forge a lead against the 18-year-old right-hander, Gary Nolan. Reds have three runs, seven hits, no errors. New York, two runs, five hits, and one error. The Mets winning the opener on the shutout pitching of Don Cardwell, 2-0. Now here's the windup by Nolan, and he pitched to Boyer, a foul ball, back up into the crowd, no play. Kenny 0 for 2. Grody is the on-deck batter and then down by. A ground a smash through the hole at the left field for a base hit. So Boyer is on and that breaks the hit salmon point. Again a gun hitless in his last 21 times at bat. Now Jerry Grody coming up. looking down now to check with Salty Parker to see how West Western wants to play it. The Mets trail by one. We're in the top of the seventh inning. Now Nolan off the stretch. He's around the bunt. Doesn't offer and the curve is outside. Ball one. The 18-year-old right-hander has not walked a man and has struck out six. Pitch to Grody, a full swing, and a miss, one ball and one strike. Darrell Osteen is now on call at the Cincinnati bullpen. Sammy Ellis has been doing some tune-up work. He pitched the opening game of the series. Bob Shaw and Dunahee tuning up for New York. And he bunts it and pops it up. Calling for it is the catcher, Johnny Edwards, and he catches the ball in fair territory near home plate. So Grody, trying to move the runner, popped up. Next pitch to Grody, a full swing and a miss, one ball and one strike. Darrell Osteen is now on call at the Cincinnati bullpen. Sammy Ellis has been doing some tune-up work. He pitched the opening game of the series. Bob Shaw and Dennehy tuning up for New York. And he bunts it and pops it up. Calling for it is the catcher, Johnny Edwards, and he catches the ball in fair territory near home plate. So Grody, trying to move the runner, popped up. That brings up center fielder, Don Bosch.
We'll bring you right up to date on all of the Major League ball games at the end of the inning. Swing and a miss on an E-high fastball. One out and one on top of the seventh. Reds lead 3-2. Tom Seaver should have been out of the gym without a run scoring in the last of the sixth inning. Foul ball back, no play. Flash single to left field his last time up. Don has one for two. Seaver has come out of the on-deck circle. The two-strike pitch by Nolan, a fastball that's high, one ball and two strikes. Now Wes Western turns the sign down to the bullpen for Jack LeMabe to start getting ready in the event he elects to send up a pinch hitter. And the ball with a curve that's popped up down the first baseline. Lee May, the first baseman, midway between first and home, has it for the odds. Now Larry Stahl is going to come up to bat for Tom Seaver. Well, here's a tough break for Tom Seaver. The ground ball hit right at Sandy Alomar was a tailor-made double play ball. Had the much made the double play, the score would be tied and Seaver would not have to leave this ball game. This goes to show you how complicated this game is because the score would have been tied. He would have not left the ball game. He would have had a chance to win. Now he goes out possibly with no chance to win. He might be the losing pitcher. It's a tough break, and uh, you get many during the season, and all you hope is that they even out throughout the year. Larry Saul is the pinch hitter for Tom Seaver. There's the Rheingold Chuggamug holds 12 ounces of Rheingold extra dry, and it has a full tab so you don't need an opener. You'll find it's about the handiest way there is of quenching your thirst. You'll find Chug-A-Mug on special display at your local stores in New York and New Jersey. Breaking ball outside, one ball and no strike. Larry has been up nine times this year. He has one hit. Fastball outside, two balls and no strikes. will have a new pitcher in the ball game of the last of the seventh inning. Tom Seaver again pitching very well. This young right-hander is really impressive. Outside ball three and Nolan goes behind on stall three and oh. Bear in mind the young right-hander, he's just 18, has not walked a man. Ken Boyer on first base, two men away on the top of the seventh. Now the 3-0 pitch, a swing and a move. Oh, West gave him the green light to try and hit the ball up into the seat. It's about the only way that Tom Seaver can get the win in this ball game is for the Mets to grab the lead right here on the top of the seventh. Pitching three and one. Swing and a miss and a high hard one is three and two. Full 
down, three and two on the pinch hitter, Larry Stahl. Larry, a left-hand batter, and he does have power. Now the payoff delivery. The runner goes, and the pitch is popped up foul. Moving over, Darren Johnson. He has no play. It'll drop into the crowd. Let's return to New York after the doubleheader. Jack Fisher opposes Gaylord Perry Tuesday night at Shea as the Mets open the Giants series. Pitching three and two. Foul back into the glass backstop. And again, Boyer has to retreat to first base. There he goes. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And Nolan, who was behind, 3-0, came back with his fastball to strike out Larry Stahl. So the Mets are out in their half of the seventh. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left on. And at the end of six and a half innings, the Cincinnati Reds three and the New York Mets two. The late Adlai Stevenson once said of the United Nations, But what did we expect? that peace would drift down from the skies like soft snow, that there would be no ordeal, no anguish, no testing in this greatest of all human undertakings. Any great institution or idea must suffer its pains of birth and of growth. We will not lose faith in the United Nations. We see it as a living thing, and we will work and pray for its full growth and development. We want it to become what it was intended to be, a world society of nations under law, not merely law backed by force, but law backed by justice and popular consent. Come to UN headquarters in New York. When you see people from 117 countries working together, you'll realize that they can continue to work together. That if the UN hasn't solved all the world's problems in 20 years, at least it's begun. Come to the UN. changes for the Mets as the game moves to the last of the seventh. Larry Stahl will stay in the ball game. He goes to center field. Don Bosch comes out. Jack LeMade is now pitching, and Jack will be hitting in Bosch's spot, the number eight spot in the batting order. Jack LeMade from Springfield, Massachusetts, making his second appearance since joining the New York Mets. In three outings for the White Sox this year, Jack had won one and lost none, and it had worked five innings in relief. Cincinnati will have the bottom third of the order coming up against LeMabe in the last half of the seventh. Jack is from Farmingdale, Long Island. facing 30-year-old Jack LeMabe. The right-hander's first pitch, a big slow curve that's over, strike one call. Johnny Edwards has skied deep to left and fly to center, nothing for two. 
last year with the White Sox. LeMay was 7-9. Now the pitcher on the way and the fastball under the knees. One ball, one strike. Mets trying for a sweep. If they could sweep the twin bill, they'd return to Shea with a 500 road trip. Three and three. Despite the fact that the team has not been hitting. The 1-1 delivery. A high fly ball hit into shallow left. Tommy Davis runners in. He's under it. Draws a beat on it and makes the catch for the out. One out and nobody on. Now Leo Cardenas. Cardenas has been up twice and been struck out both times. you up to date on all of the other action in the major leagues at the end of the inning. The big story in baseball today centered around Steve Barber of the Orioles who made a second bid for a no-hitter. Now LeMabe delivers to Cardenas a breaking ball outside, ball one. sign from Jerry Grody, and the pitch to Cardenas, a pop fly down the first baseline. Eddie Cranepool on the rim of the outfield grass takes it for the out, two men down. Now Gary Dolan coming up, and he'll get a big hand from the crowd here in Cincinnati. This 18-year-old youngster has done an amazing job. His picture and background story does not even appear in the Cincinnati yearbook. They had no idea he'd be around. They took it for granted he'd be pitching in the minor leagues, but he was so great in spring training, they had to bring him north. Now the pitch on the way, and the fastball is over to strike one call. It'll be interesting to see if he can survive the next squad cut when the teams have to get down to 25 men after 30 days of the season. One ball, one strike. I don't know. It's uh, the way he's been pitching, of course. You'd have to say yes right now, Ralph, but they may decide that maybe he needs more seasoning. You just never know. One-one pitch to Nolan is foul back against the glass backstop. One ball and two strikes. I think right now, if you send him out, you'd have to take Dave Bristol with him. I think you're right. Well, if he doesn't get bombed between now and then, you can bet he'll stay around. Now LeMay out of his windup, the one-two pitch. Off the outside corner, it's two and two. Dave Bristol gets Maloney and Pappas healthy. He's going to be deep in pitching. The 2-2 delivery, a swing and a miss, he struck him out. Side retired in order with LeMabe on the hill in the last of the seventh. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. Now, seven innings complete. In the nightcap of the twin bill, it's Cincinnati 3 and the New York Mets 2. Now let's get together with Ralph and check all the other scores. Well, after six and a half innings, the Giants lead the Dodgers 2-1. to one. Bob Bolin pitching for the Giants. Drysdale going for the Dodgers. And the Giants will be in Shea Stadium playing the three-game series starting Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All-night games, so come on out. 
Philadelphia beat Atlanta 6-4 with three runs in the top of the ninth. In the first ball game, Grant Jackson, the winning pitcher, Carroll, the loser. Bunning, the loser, Torian Cardi had home runs. In the second ball game, after four and a half innings, Philadelphia won, Atlanta won. Rick Wise against Bob Bruce. Cubs beat Houston 4-1. The winning pitcher was Rich Nye. He pitched a four-hitter going all the way. Belinsky, the loser, sat home run to the first with two men on. And Pittsburgh stopped St. Louis 2-0. The winning pitcher, Pizarro, a four-hitter. The losing pitcher was Jaster. In the American League, Cleveland beat Chicago 2-1. As Bell picked up the win, the losing pitcher was Howard. Wagner and McCraw had home runs in that ball game. At the end of the first inning in the second game, it's Cleveland 1, Chicago nothing. Hargan against Higgins. Higgins came in the game in the second, replacing Bizarre, who replaced O'Toole. Detroit beat Baltimore 2-1 without a base hit in the ball game. First time in the history of baseball that two pitchers combined to pitch a no-hitter and lose. Steve Barber and Stu Miller. The winning pitcher was Wilson. And Barber won eight innings on a no-hit, no-run ball game, giving up one run and then going out, and Stu Miller coming in and giving up the other. At the end of two and a half innings, Detroit nothing, Baltimore nothing in the second game, Farmer against Palmer. And Washington beat Minnesota in the first game of their doubleheader, 7-3, the winning pitcher Pasquale, Grant the losing pitcher. At the end of seven, Washington three, Minnesota nothing in the second game, Climb replacing Jim Cott and more pitching for Washington. Harrelson and Camilli at home run. Yankees beat California 4-1 on a three-run home run by Mantle in the bottom half of the 10th inning. Womack, the winning pitcher, Brunette, the losing pitcher. In the second ball game, it's the Angels won, the Yankees nothing. Clark and Downing, the opposing pitchers, going to the top of the fifth. Kansas City beat Boston 1-0, a five-hitter pitched by Jim Nash, the losing pitcher, Brandon, also a five-hitter. Cater, a home run in the second with no one on base. John Sullivan. has had one for five this year. He's hitting for the leadoff batter, Alomar. The pitch by Nolan... A fastball in for a call strike, and Nolan now has a two-strike count. Chuck Hiller is the on-deck batter, and then Al Luplo. The two-strike delivery, and he pops the ball up. An infield pop fly out in front of the plate. Johnny Edwards is waved off by Darren Johnson, and Johnson takes it for the out in fair territory. Right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. If it's conversation you're looking for, then talk to me on my telephone show each weekday afternoon at 1.30 here on the big bright sound of WGY Schenectady. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson from Crosley Field, Cincinnati. Good ball game going. Mets trail by one, top of the eighth. And a slow curve is fouled off back toward the on-deck hitter, Al Luplo. Charlie Hiller has struck out, slide to left, and been robbed of a hit on a diving, somersaulting grab by Tommy Harper. The pitch by Nolan. Fastball on the inside corner, strike two. The young right-hander knows the strike zone. He got behind Stahl in the seventh inning, 3-0, and, oh, and came back to strike him out. Now a ground ball bounced to second, a big hop for Tommy Helm. He pegs to Lee May, two men down. Al Luplo has two hits and three times up. Al single to left, then laid down a beautiful drag bunt, beat it down for a base hit. Last time up, he was struck out. Al hitting 296. No strike. 
waiting in the on-deck circle. The pitch by Gary Nolan, a curveball over for a call strike one and one. Well, Dave Bristol has Ted Abernathy getting ready in the bullpen now. Abernathy worked one inning in the opening game here today, retired three in a row. Mets won the game 2 nothing, And a fastball at the letters for a strike, one and two. strikes on Al Luplo. Curveball hit in the air towards shallow left center field. It may drop in. It does for a base hit. And Luplo has his third hit of the ball game. Al hits that one down off the end of the bat and drops it in. A Texas Ligger to short left center. That brings up Tommy Davis. Tommy tied the ball game up with a two-run homer back in the fourth inning. A towering shot over the center field fence. Tommy's second home run of the year. He now has six runs batted in. Now the Mets have Luplo, the tying run on first. Two men down. We're in the eighth inning. And the fastball is over to Tommy Davis. Track one. Lee May holding against the base runner. Now Luplo edging off. And a ground ball hit right at Tommy Helm. He snags the hop, throws to May, and the side is out. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. At the end of seven and a half innings, Cincinnati three of the New York Mets two. It's spring, and everything's coming up colossal on the corner of Central and Calvin in Albany. It's Armory Garage celebrating their 49th anniversary sale with a crop of constantly changing tested used cars. You have to see to believe. Hundreds to choose from at prices so low that you won't believe them. Art Neat says the selection changes daily. Visit Armory again if you don't find what you want the first time. Pick the used car you want, then put as little as 49 cents down. Take years to pay. Your credit is wealth at Armory. You can buy, sign, and pay at Armory, home of 101 time payment plans. Browse around. You'll see why everything's colossal. From the three big shops, two big lots, including their 14-acre lot, to the experience of the 135 employees. Then check the allowances, the deals, the fast delivery, and you'll see why Armory's been the leader for 49 years in used car sales and service. It's spring. Time to trade up at Armory Garage during their colossal 49th anniversary sale. Central at Colvin in Albany. Sullivan was the pinch hitter for Sandy Alomar on the top of the eighth. Now Bud Harrelson takes over at short. Jack LeMabe is on the mound in relief, and the leadoff batter in the last of the eighth inning is Tommy Harper. Harper has one for three and has scored one of the three Cincinnati runs. Tommy Harper batting at 237. Abernathy has stopped working in the bullpen. Monte Montiagudo continues to loosen up. And a slider on the outside corner, strike one. Beta Penson on deck and then Pete Rose. Now the 
windup and the pitch by LeMabe. Fastball inside and high. One ball, one strike. At Dodger Stadium, the Giants came up with three runs in the seventh inning. Off Don Drysdale and Ron Taranofsky is down in the game. The Giants lead the Dodgers 4-1 to at the end of seven. A high fly, well hit the center. Stall going way back by the fence, jumps. He can't get it across the wall for a base hit. And Harper goes into second with a double. Larry Stahl went all the way to the center field wall. He jumped as high as he could, and it was just beyond his reach. Lucio did a good job of hustling over to back up on the play when the ball came off the wall. He fired it in, and Harper is on with a double. The eighth hit of the ball game for Cincinnati, and it brings up Beta Pencil. had one hit in the first game and he has one for three on this one. A foul ball going out of play. Giants bidding for a sweep of the Dodgers series at Dodger Stadium. They came from behind to win the first game five to four. They cruised to a victory on the shutout hurling of Marichal last night. The Giants then will be on their way to New York for the three games of the Mets starting Tuesday night. Stretch by LeMay, the pitch to Veda. Again, it's foul back toward the crowd, now to play. Siegel Ruiz is playing catch in the bullpen. On a number of occasions this year in the late innings with Cincinnati in front, Dave Bristol has put Siegel Ruiz in defensively at third and moved Darren Johnson to first. Terry and Don Shaw loosening up in the Mets' bullpen. Jack LeMabe with a two-strike count now on Veda Penson. There goes the runner. The pitch is fouled going down the left field line and out of play. Tommy Harper was streaking toward third. Harper has stolen three bases in this series. He has seven on the year. Lemay trying to hit his belt and get out of the inning with nothing across the plate. The Reds, on the other hand, trying to get that insurance run. The two-strike pitch and the curve is foul. The ball was hit into the dirt, came back up, and struck Veda Pencil. Mets won the opener on the shutout pitching of Don Cardwell. Ron Swoboda's first home run of the year gave Cardwell all he needed. The Mets picked up another run in the third inning. Now LeMay picks up his sign from Grody. The outfield is swung around toward right. The pitch to Pinson. A drive in the air to right field. Luplo racing in the full tilt. Makes the catch. Good play by Al Luplo. And Harper holds his second. Pete Rose, the number three hitter. Rose has one hit in three times. He has driven in one of the three Cincinnati runs. Darren Johnson got credit for his 17th RBI when the official score gave him a base hit on that perfect double play ball that was 
was booted by Sandy Alomar. against right-hander Jack LeMay. Tommy Harper, an excellent base runner, leading off second. And now LeMay steps off to chase him back. Foul ball hit down the left field line. No play. In the ninth inning, the Mets will have Eddie Cranepool, Ken Boyer, and Jerry Grody to try and tie this ball game up. This has been a very well-played doubleheader. One of the few mistakes in the entire afternoon made by the Mets at the moment is a very costly one. Now Jack LeMade in the set position. Ground ball hit hard, fielded by Cranesville. So LeMade comes over to cover, and it's in time for the out. Harper moving over to third. Now there are two men away, and Lee May is coming up. Lee May has been the batting star on this ball game in Cincinnati. The big right-handed batting first baseman hit a home run in the second inning. He reached on an error, charged the Boyer in the fourth, and he singled the right center to be involved in the middle of the tie-breaking run in the sixth inning. the infield is back. There are two men away as May steps in. Tony Perez played first base in the first game today. Now LeMay has his sign from Grody and the pitch to Lee May is inside the high ball one. Bristol made only two changes in his lineup for the second game. He put Lee May in instead of Perez at first, and Johnny Edwards behind the plate. Pavletic had caught the opening game. Harper leading off third, and the pitch is a swing and a miss. One ball, one strike. The Mets three to two. Reds have Harper on third, two men down. The one-one pitch. Slow grounder, a foul down the third base line. No play. Jack LeMay. It's over. Strike three called. A good job by Jack LeMay. Well, that was very important. No runs. One hit. A leadoff double. Harper is left on third. No errors. One left on. 
So at the end of eight innings, the score, the Cincinnati Reds three and the New York Mets two. Hi, everyone. This is Bill Edwardson introducing one of our top recording artists from the 50th state. This is Don Ho. Here in Hawaii, the surf's up. The palm trees and white coral beaches are waiting for you. Come along with Bill Edwardson when he travels to exotic, beautiful Hawaii. While you're here, you'll join me for an evening at the Duke's Restaurant, Hawaii's largest and most beautiful nightclub. For a real adventure in paradise, let Bill save you a place in the Hawaiian sun. What do you say, Bill? Well, Donna, I say it sounds like a fun time. And we're going to be all sold out on a trip very, very soon. If you're interested in coming to Hawaii with us, remember the total cost is $599. And that's for the transportation to New York, jetting all the way to Hawaii, champagne all the way, a tour of Oahu, a tour of Pearl Harbor. Uh, oh, just all kinds of fun, golf and uh, eating with Don Ho and all the rest. If you're interested, send a postcard here to me to Bill Edwardson, WGY, Schenectady. Short of the ninth inning, the Mets need a run to tie. Dave Bristol, the Cincinnati manager, has Pico Ruiz now playing third. And Darren Johnson has moved over to first base. Lee May coming out of the lineup. Eddie Cranepool will lead off against 18-year-old Gary Nolan. Nolan, once before this year, pitched nine innings. That was against the Dodgers. A game won by Cincinnati in extra innings, 3-1. to one. But Nolan did not figure in the decision. And on that outing against the Dodgers in nine innings, he struck out 12 men. His first outing, he beat Houston 7-3. He went into the eighth inning. He lost his third start to the Giants. So young Gary Nolan is trying to get his second win of the year and give the Reds a split in this doubleheader. The Mets, on the other hand, hoping to yank it out and return with a 3-3 three three road trip. Greenville has a double and three times up. Here's the pitch on the way. A fly ball hit the center field. It's playable, and Veda Penson back in deep center is under it and makes the catch. Ball was hit almost to the fence where it was taken by Penson. Now Ken Boyer, one for three. Kenny got a base hit his last time up. A snap to hit them, and Kenny had gone 0 for 21. Now the infield and the outfield shading around toward left against Ken Boyer. The Mets one run behind. Here's the pitch. Outside, ball one, a fastball by Gary Nolan. Gary Grody, the on-deck batter. The pitch to Boyer. Hit on the ground, down to third. Ruiz up with a deep behind third. The long throw is in time. The Mets are down with their final out. Now Jerry Grody is being called back to the dugout. Ron Swoboda, who hit a home run in the first game today to put New York in front 1-0, will bat for Grody. in the second inning, and that proved to be all Cardwell needed. Don hanging up his 13th Major League shutout. Sabota had two pinch-hit home runs last year, and he has a club record of four pinch-hit home runs, so 
West Westrom has a little background on Ron right here. They need a home run to tie it up with two men out. Now Ron stepping in against Gary Nolan. The Reds in front, three to two. Another well-pitched ball game by young pitchers, by Tom Seaver and by Gary Nolan. Here's the pitch on the way. Outside is ball one. Although an error was not charged, in our opinion, it certainly should have been, and figured in the run. That broke the deadlock and gave the Reds the lead, three to two. Next pitch on the way. Inside and low, it's ball two, two and oh. Greg Goosen is now coming out on deck. He will hit for Jack LeMay if Ron Swoboda can keep it going. Two balls and no strikes on Ron. Here's the windup. Now the pitch. And it's a blooper hit out towards short right field. It may drop in. It does for a base hit. And Ron is on with a Texas League bloop into short right. And Greg Goosen is coming up to bat for LeMay. now has eight hits in the ballgame. Greg has three hits and nine times the bat. Batting 333. Strong right-hand hitter. Now Cleon Jones will come in the ballgame to run for Ron Swoboda. going all out trying to get this game tied here in the ninth. Right-hander against right-hander. Here's the pitch. And a breaking ball outside as Goosen lunged for it and then held up in time. Larry Stahl is the on-deck batter. Larry got in the game as a 10-hitter for Tom Seaver and then stayed in the ball game going to center field. Reds three and the Mets two. Mets down to their last out. Curve is over a strike. One ball and one strike. Beautiful slow curve by the young right-hander, Gary Nolan. Leon, the pinch runner, is on first. Now Goosen asks for time and steps out. One ball, one strike. Here's the pitch on the way. Fastball high, two balls and a strike. Dugouts are standing. Ted Abernathy is warmed in the bullpen for Cincinnati. Now it's two and one on Goosen. In the set position is Nolan. The two-one delivery. A foul ball whacked right straight back, and the count is two and two. Two balls and two strikes. Three to two, Cincinnati. Two men out. Ninth inning. And Cleon Jones, the tying run on first. Now the pitch. A slow curve foul back into the glass backstop. Gary Nolan throwing a lot of curveballs to Greg Goosen. Greg, a good fastball hitter with a fast bat and good power. The Reds in the outfield are playing him deep and around the left. The count is two and two. Now the pitch on the way. Swing and a miss, the game is over. Gary Nolan, the 18-year-old right-hander, striking out Greg Goosen to nail down the win. 
Here in the ninth inning for New York, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left on. Final score as the Reds game is split in the doubleheader, Cincinnati 3 and the New York Mets 2. We'll have the recap in just a moment. Parents of little children, may I offer you a tip for their protection? Your doctor will tell you to be sure they are protected against measles. Lots of people don't take measles seriously enough, but there can be very severe after effects. About 4 million children in the United States catch measles every year. There used to be no way to prevent this disease, but now your doctor can give a measles vaccine. No child need suffer or die now that this vaccine is available. This measles vaccine is the product of many years of research, and your child deserves a chance to benefit from it. The vaccine is effective. Don't wait until measles strikes your child. Don't take a needless chance with your child's health. Make an appointment right now with your doctor or health clinic for a measles shot for your child. 